get ready for the world's greatest Arsenal podcast. Welcome to another podcast by Guns and Yellow Ribbons. Enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to another episode of Guns and Yellow Ribbons. I am your host with uh, most of my voice back after Saturday. Um, I have had a, um, a caution by the fun police um, following our game against Fulham at the Emirates. Joined as usual by my, my good friend, my muck and my sidekick, Guna Hilsey. And uh, my my sidekick for uh, the weekend uh, was uh, Dan Gunning. And my sidekick for tomorrow is Danish Gunnar Alex. Uh, Alex, since you're... Um, I w- we want to save Dan's voice anyway. And you've got a fresher voice than both of us. So if you want to... Yeah. Uh, do you want to say how you're doing? Yeah, I'm very good. I'm excited for tomorrow. Uh, leaving very early to um, to get get to London to watch the game tomorrow. So yeah, I'm excited for that one. Um, um, you're uh, you're arriving in London for about eight a.m. So and I'll pick you up and we'll um, obviously I'm I'm working till five, so we won't be drinking beer beforehand. Or I'll Not make, at all. I'll meet you in London. Not at all. <laughs> just 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 to clarify. Just to clarify, um, officially working Yes, yes, yes. Dan, how's your voice? I'm just about getting there. Every now and again, it comes in and out. I've had a few throat lozenges this week just to try and feel like it's a pre-match prep ready for the game tomorrow. But yeah, getting getting there and getting <laughs> I wouldn't mind. But oh. <laughs> well, you went back out again afterwards. I came home with Luke. And uh, well, I had one in, the, in my local pub and I came up and talked gibberish to my wife and talking about a song. And she went, will you shut up doing that song? <laughs> Trev, I'm driving, my, I'm driving my car today and I could hear the gear changes on the automatic box going, oh, oh. <laughs> I'm thinking how long to the song. That's, how are you doing, Trev? That's because you drive a crappy BMW, Fergus. If you had a decent- oh, here we go, here we go. Yeah. Fergus, I'm I'm just feeling great about our football club. Um, I'm going to get to my first game at the weekend, and then I think I'm going to be back pretty regularly, um, health permitting. I'm not going to dwell on that because it doesn't matter. But uh, I'm excited for our great football club. I, I've, it's, I've been reading lots of posts on social media this week, lots of um, lots of different angles being taken, and uh, I take one or two different angles to what people have been saying. But we'll talk about that shortly. But yeah, let's. Um, we should all be excited. We should all be upbeat. We should all be loving, loving watching our great football club at the moment. Before we get into the fun and the frivolity that we had and the sanctions we've had by the fun police, uh, there's something that um, you sent me a few minutes ago, Trev. Uh, Maria uh, Petri uh, passed away um, a few weeks back and today was a funeral. And uh, this is a picture you sent me. Off you go, Trev. Yeah. Oh, cheers, mate. Yeah. Maria, she's been going to the Arsenal for more years than most of us have been born. She was uh, she was born in the 30s. Her parents emigrated from Cyprus. They were Greek Cypriots, emigrated to to London in the, in the 30s. And uh, she was um, educated and she taught languages in Islington, I believe. And uh, that's where she found her love of the Arsenal. She weren't allowed to go then. There's a lot of young girls wouldn't weren't allowed to go in those days seen as a man's game, and we all know that's not the case. But uh, the lovely lady where I had the pleasure of seeing for many, 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 many years at Arsenal and all over the country and all over Europe, really, I had the pleasure of bumping into Maria. I wouldn't sound newer, but I always it was always lovely to say hello and have a chat with her. A lovely lady, a superb fan of Arsenal Football Club, and she's she's sadly missed. And she it was her funeral today, 
Um, I've been told it was very well attended. The players couldn't go because um, there was a game tomorrow, so the players couldn't go. But Arsene Wenger's brother attended, and I've been told it was very well. Lots of people there, and uh, she got a good send-off. So, God bless you, Maria. And uh, may you be watching down on our great club from up there, sweetheart. And we'll see her in Budapest, hopefully. Fingers crossed she might be there in spirit. Absolutely. Hotels booked. Yeah. We're going to talk about the Europa League a little bit later. Look, um, myself and Dan got uh, down early. I was in my local boozer at 12.15 on on, on Saturday. Uh, I, for some reason, I had a, in my head that it was a 3 o'clock or 4 o'clock kickoff. And uh, then I realised it was a 5.30, 5.30 kickoff. That was a shame, wasn't it? <laughs> it was just a little. Um, so, so I met with Dan and uh, young Luke um, and some of the other guys in um, the tolly because uh, I had to sort out uh, something else. And um, we end up <clears throat> power drinking, power drinking pints, double parked. We were double parked, I think, by two o'clock. When we got, we got in there at two, by ten past two, it was double parked. So two pints of San Miguel. I'd had a couple of my, my local before we got the cab down. And, um, yeah, it was just, we, we had a bit of Chinese from neighbourhood Chinese. And then it was before four o'clock that we got into the stadium, Dan. Yeah, well, I think we got there... First time I actually realised that they had their sort of cheap deals on inside the club that early because I don't normally get in there that early very often. Um, I think it was doing pints for about three, was it three ninety five or something like that? So uh, something like that. Fairly, fairly early. Um, I think pretty much dead when we got in there. Not many people there. Um, in fact, block five we was pretty much the only ones, and uh, just took it on a month well, to get it going really. Myself and yourself, and there was a couple of Norwegian guys and stuff who looked at us at for, first of all, as Scandies do, you know what I mean, Alex? And um, yeah. <laughs> and uh, they were watching us, and we, we were like excitable and excited and so on. And we started doing the Saliba song. So they joined in, then they just got a little bit bigger. We kept on going from quarter to four, right through till um, right through till kickoff, and through the game, right through to the end of the game, mostly with the Saliba song, the Gabriel Jesus song. Um, even we're going to win the league because we got Gabriel Jesus, but that got a few boos and leave it. It's too early, which is fine. We're just overexcited. But here's a little clip. I'll start it off. Uh, it will get in your head. And uh, we do have to uh, just for the sake of um, warn people, you know, for health and safety reasons, this is a fun police alert. <laughs> Trev, you can see, Trev, you can see the atmosphere, and there's absolutely rocking. We, it's very rare that you see it that early. I think it was when we first came back from lockdown that it was it was it was rocking so loud. I'm just going to turn that down a little bit more. Um, that it was rocking so loud. Um, North London derby before lockdown as well. But the atmosphere around the stadium is is just really growing. Haven't you haven't you found? Could you, I know you weren't there, but I'm sure you picked it up on the telly. I've had a few messages to say that the uh, the atmosphere has been unbelievably different this season, and it's it's it's, it's only taken us eighteen years, but now I think it's going and it'll keep going. Just want people to know I wouldn't have been stood there with you singing, not because I don't like the song, but because you do my head in when you're drunk. You're a pain in the ass. <laughs> so, uh, 
yeah, but, but I, is it? Yeah. Even Russell Hogg, Russell Hogg gave me a, gave me a wide swerve. <laughs> <laughs> now that's saying something. Yeah. yeah, this is there we go. That's on Arsenal's uh, Instagram and Twitter feed uh, and Saliba at the end. Um, Dan, uh, again, go back to you. The, 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 the atmosphere. What did you make of it? Do you know what, Fergus? It felt a little bit like, not quite like a derby day, because there's nothing like a derby day, but we've had some really good games and atmospheres. And, and one that sticks into my head was even the last game of the season against Everton last year. The atmosphere just was a, a brilliant, brilliant day. Uh, very unexpected. Um, what was it? Yeah, I've seen the messages there. But yeah, just um, built, built out of nowhere. And it was just a little bit of enthusiasm seems to spread. Whereas, you know, in the past years, I think people weren't really up for it. Obviously, a lot of people with the results and uh, various issues and agendas and, and whatever you want to call them. But this season, just everyone that seems to be attending, you know, 99% of the people are on the same wavelength. It's just go there, enjoy the football, support your team and just generally enjoying what we're seeing and what we're hearing throughout the club. And it just makes for a great day out, really. And um, obviously, the, the late kickoff and the, the beer helps. But um... I, I, I do think I do think the late late kickoff does help. And it's a late evening game, so on a Saturday, and it's a bank holiday weekend, so people uh, do get a little bit more um, enthusiastic. I even checked with Dan Potts, and he did have a license to sing on that day because I know he doesn't normally like uh, to sing, and he normally, you know, I, I, I did that. <laughs> <laughs> and Potsy knows I was going to say this. Alex, um, you're looking forward to seeing something like that uh, tomorrow, I hope? Yeah, for sure. Like, I really think it reflects um, what we see on the pitch as well uh, and what direction we're going as a club as well. Um, it just shows the unity and the togetherness we see uh, in the fan base and uh, amongst the players as well. Um, but yeah, I can't wait for tomorrow. I hope it will be... Similar to what we saw in the weekend, so yeah. I think I think it'll be a little bit quieter, only because it's a weeknight. Um, but I still think it'll be it'll be lively enough. I think people will get down for a few beers. So let's look at the Fulham game then. Um, the lineups uh, for the first time, Arteta had to change the lineup. He had to drop uh, Zinchenko because he picked up a late knee injury. Although while he was along the the touchline. Um, uh, he didn't look like he was very injured, but he picked up a late injury pre-match. And uh, El Neni uh, for party. Trev, what did you make of the lineup? And uh, what did you make? Let's look at uh, Kiratini's performance in, in particular. Then, what did you make of the difference having Kiratini and El Neni in that lineup? Fergus, excuse me, mate. It, it wouldn't be me if I didn't take a step backwards. Of course, it wouldn't. It's important that we. It's important that we dwell on what what the boys just spoke about with the fans, right? Because it's important we keep it high profile, what's happening at the Arsenal. Because it's different, right? Firstly, the, that clip, the most important part of that clip, as much as I enjoyed watching you idiots, was the first, was the last two seconds when Eddie and Ketia shouts out Saliba. Because that just shows that what what good fans, how they affect the players, how they encourage the players. Eddie had been hearing that when he was playing, right? And he and had it in his head, even going in the dressing room. And that encourages them to play, you see. And the fans, we've been waiting for this for years and years, right? We've been watching, for want of a better term, mediocre players playing in mediocre teams at our great club, right? And we've been waiting and waiting and waiting for something to get behind, right? And now we've got it. We've got it now. We've got a team that we look at that aren't necessarily going to win the league, Ferg, 
but they are going to give it every ounce of the, that they've got inside them to try and win that league, yeah? And that's all we've mm. been waiting for. And then, of course, everything's lined up. Because at the same time, the Ashburton Army's come along, right? So not only have we got the players playing well and we're affecting the players, the, the Ashburton Army's come along. So it's not just that corner and the North Bank singing. It's the whole ground, even club level are getting in on it. And it all it's all come together really nicely. And... And it's important that we keep that hope high profile because we're going to have one or two bad games and that's when they really need our support. I mean, come on, you know, let's go back to the game then, Fergus. Let's look at the team. The team, he had to play that team, right? Party and, uh, party and what's her name? Zinchenko and Party were right. El Nenny and KT were in, yeah. So he's brought in the two replacements you would expect. He's brought in El Nenny and he's brought in Tenny and... And my views differ slightly in what I've seen this week. In that, I don't think we re- I don't think we missed party because that wasn't where our weaknesses were. Our weaknesses were that we weren't finishing chances. We were creating okay again. We were just having a bad day in front of goal, and, and Fulham were having a, a, a an half decent day defending. You know, but then we go back to what I just said right before I shut up. What I just said. We won two one. We kept banging at the door and banging at the door and banging at the door, and our heads didn't drop. Why didn't our heads drop? I'll tell you the two reasons why our heads didn't drop. Well, there's three reasons why our heads didn't drop. Firstly, we've got a manager in Arteta that won't let them drop their heads. Secondly, we've got a team of young players that will play the 90 minutes and won't drop their heads. And thirdly, they've got this fantastic Arsenal crowd behind them now. And they're not going to let them slow down. They're going to raise them and lift them and lift them. I'm over the moon, Fergus. I, I just, just, just can't put it into words how good it is to see this Arsenal team playing as they are. And Alex, because you probably would have seen more of the game than me and Dan, because um, <laughs> uh, uh, we were, we were busy creating atmosphere. That's what I'll call it. Um, what did you make? What did you make of that 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 change of uh, change of lineup and the first half performance? Because we did make, as Treb said, you know, we made it hard in that first half. Uh, yeah, I mean, like I was quite worried when I saw we had to uh, play without both Sinchenko and um, and Partey, but I think. Um, Trevor's right saying that we didn't miss party as much, but I think we missed Sinchenko more because he offers um, like a very different thing to what Tierney does. And you could see it in the way we sort of shaped up when we were playing because Sinchenko, he drifts much further in towards the midfield where uh, Tierney keeps it more wide. Um, and that kind of affected our play. But I did think we played very well uh, in the first half and we, kept possession very well. I think we had 80% possession the first 20 minutes. Um, and we did have some half-decent chances as well in the first half, uh, especially Saka uh, had had a run, run a goal where he missed a sitter. Um, and I think also Martinelli, he hit the bar from, uh, from a corner as well. Um, and did. Fulham did. did. Yeah, he did. And, um, and Fulham didn't really like get near our goal um, and of course, the goal they eventually got was just from a from an error from a, from Gabriel. So I think we did play very well. Um, Dan, um, from what we recall, um, what did you make of the first half? What do you think of Bert Leno? Bert Leno was um, uh, uh, was um, welcomed back to the Emirates. I don't think there was any animosity shown towards him. Um, he didn't have a huge much to do except for that uh, that um, chance that like he smothered from Saka, but he had a pretty quiet game overall, don't you think? 
I actually, obviously, I had to watch it back to see a bit more about the game <laughs> than uh, what we saw at the time. But um, I thought we had a decent game. Look, I think Leno's a decent keeper. He, he served us well. Um, he is number one keeper, not number two. And I think he deserves to be a number one keeper somewhere in the Premier League. So good luck to him. And um, as fans, I think we should welcome players back and not get in the constant sort of booing of, of players returning all the time. You know, we're a classier club than that. So we shouldn't be doing that to, to the majority of players. But, um, I think on that note, on that note, Leno didn't do anything disrespectful to the club. He sat there yeah. and he just asked, could he stay in London for his family reasons? So that's why yeah. he's not in Leicester and he's at Fulham. So fair play to him. Yeah. But I think in terms of how we played, do you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm over the moon with what I watched back, not because of how we played, um, not just because of the atmosphere, but because it just, to me, shows clear progression. I genuinely don't think we'd have won that game last year. And I don't know the statistics someone in the chat might be able to find for us, but how many games did we actually come from behind last season to win? Not that many. So, you know, the teams where we dropped points last year, the, the Brightons, the Southamptons, those sort of games, that's where we need to be picking up our points if we're going to make sure we qualify for the, for the top four this year. Um, we can raise our level. Uh, you know, I genuinely believe our starting eleven is is nearly as good as the majority of teams in the league. And I think on our day, we can still beat any single team in the league. It's Trevor, um, where we, we drop points and it's just massive improvement. Trevor, take it up on Dan's point there. Um, you know, Fulham take an early lead against the run of play. It was a Gabriella error. Uh, he, the ownership of, 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 uh, of that error, the, how he done it, but also then for us to come back from going one nil down, we normally had our heads down and we haven't got the, um, uh, one game when we came back. There's only yeah. one game, according to Ray in the chat. I, I think he's right against Wolves. Yeah, it's the only one I remember. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, uh, and that was a night and a half, wasn't it, Trev? <laughs> Burger King. See, <laughs> 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 I, 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 I don't think we played badly first half. And when Gabriel made that error, he made that error. But I... You see, this is what we're watching at the moment. I knew from the moment Gabriel made that error that we would come battling back. I can't say that I knew that we'd score because nobody knows that we'll score. But I knew we'd be banging the door down to score. And uh, and that's that's the difference. That's where we are now. We, we just, we're just never going to give up. You know, we are never going to give up. And and it was, it was a silly error. From, well, it wasn't a silly error from Gabriel. Mitrovic is a damn fine player, you know. He's a damn fine player. I wouldn't mind seeing him as an option off the bench at the Arsenal, you know. Puts a completely different perspective on a game of football. So, Gabriel brought it down. He had time to clear it and he made a mess of it and they scored. And from then on, we just banged at the door and banged at the door, didn't we? And, and then we got the goal and people said, yeah, it was a lucky goal from Odegaard. He got a deflection. Look at most of the goals that were scored last week in the Premier League. They've got deflections. It happens. It's football. It wasn't a lucky goal. It was a shot on goal that went in. So, I have no problem with Gabriel making that mistake. He can make one every week if it means we're going to win a game 2-1. Because that will do for me every week, you know. And it was what came Trev after the mistake, Fergus. There was two ways to go, wasn't there, mate? We've seen Arsenal teams in the past put their heads down, go to sleep. And that's it. And as Dan rightly said earlier, we lose the game, right? Because we lose interest. But that's never going to happen. It was never going to happen. Not for a second did I think it would happen. We just picked it up, banged on the door and scored two goals over the moon. And um, uh, the, the, the error that, uh, that Gabrielle made, Alex, you come to us on this one, maybe. 
was it not the pass, the hospital pass that was given them was more the error than the, to put Gabrielle in that position in the first place? Do you, do you, do you think blame lies mm, elsewhere? I can see where you're coming from, but I'd definitely put the responsibility uh, towards Gabriel because he just took way too long handling the ball and you should have just uh, got rid of it. <clears throat> especially, okay. especially when you have Mitrovic um, close to you because you know, we know how strong he is and he bullies bullies defenders. Uh, the, um, Irish Mick in the chat. Hello, uh, Irish Mick. Good to have you here watching us. Um, he said he was surprised how good Fulham were um, and they played really well and the results. And I think that is because of the style of play that they've got, um, Trev, and what you were saying earlier about uh, Mitrovic, because he is he's a handful. He's a big beast and he can take the ball down and... It, you know, he's had this is a third attempt at the Premier League. He was at Newcastle, he was at Fulham before, and he never really took off. He took off in the championship, I think it was 46 and 42 or whatever it was, or 42 and 46. And now he's scored, I think, in every game um, for Fulham this season. Yeah, he's always going to score some, some goals, some wherever he is, Fergus. He's that kind of player. I like him. I like him very much. I'm surprised he's still at Fulham, actually, and that's no disrespect to Fulham. None, none at all. I thought I would have thought that someone would have come in and and looked at him as an option because he's he's totally different to what a lot of teams have got nowadays, haven't they? You look at our forward line. We've got Jesus and Eddie. They're both like you know different, completely different players from um, from Mitrovic. And I wouldn't mind his type of player at the Arsenal any day, mate. And he will score goals wherever he goes. Mm. Yeah, no, no, I agreed. Um, so if we look at, before we look at the, the, the winning goal by Odegaard, because I want to expand a little bit more on Odegaard as well. Um, uh, Dan, Saka, um, he's coming to a little bit of, you know, some people are saying things on, on Twitter, but people on Twitter, bar people who get 100,000 views for being drunk in, in the Emirates. Um, uh, <laughs> uh, some people, as we know, haven't got a clue what they're talking about. But Saka, he does look tired. Would you, would you drop him and maybe play Smith-Rowe? On that wing against Villa tomorrow. Is that your moving or your bum cheeks, Fergus? God, you talk some rubbish. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's undroppable. If I'm totally honest, I don't think there's anyone. I, I don't think Smith Rowe plays on the right, but I don't think there's um, anyone near the same level as him that will come into that team and keep the level up of the team. But I think we sort of touched on this last week. I don't think there's there, there's not an issue for me with Saka. I just think it's it's been shared out amongst the team. And it is such a, a well sort of drilled, tight knit team nowadays. Um, I, I had a chat with a, one of them lot, a Spurs fan, this morning, and um, we were talking about comparing teams. And he said, I'd prefer to have the Spurs squad over the Arsenal squad. I think he's talking out his backside because honestly, I think other than when you take um, Kane and Son out of their team, I think they're bang average side. I think across the board, our team and our squad is a brilliant, brilliant um, squad that we're building. I think there are areas that we need to um, improve on. I think right wing is one of them. Um, but there's nothing wrong with Saka. But he's four games into the season. The only issue that for me is that we need to be able to rotate him and he can't be playing every single game this season, but not four games into the season. Okay, okay. Um, uh, I'll come to you, Alex, since he's a fellow Scandi, uh, captain of our club. Um, he scored a goal. It took a slight deflection, yeah, but it was on target. He scored a goal. Odegaard. Um, and he's talked to me about the goal, and then I want to go into more about Odegaard, the man, the leader. You see, probably see him for Norway a little bit more, being living in that area, sort of region, and uh, seeing how he plays um, and s s 
acts as a captain for the club because people were talking a couple of weeks back after Palace saying he overplayed a game and then other people said he didn't talk very much. If I recall rightly, previous our previous captain never came out and spoke to the media and um, this guy did. Yeah. Um, firstly, I'll come on to the goal, um, which I think is something he's added to his game this season, um, trying to get more shots in on goal because... Uh, the last two go- two games, he scored three goals now. Um, so, yeah, of course, last season, he, I think, how many goals did he score? Three, four, something like that. So, he's already improving on his goal scoring, taking more shots from outside the box. And that's what happens when you take shots from outside the box. Sometimes he'll take a deflection and go in. Um, so, I really like to see that from him. Um, and, yeah, um, as a captain, he's... The captain of the Norway side, of course, as well. Um, and he's just been, I think he's just, he's been through a lot um, as a player because obviously he came into Real Madrid side as a 15-year-old um, and had to work work, work his way to find a place um, in that team. Uh, of course, he went out on loan to uh, Real Sociedad and did very well there and then uh, came on to us afterwards. But he's he's got more of the leadership on the pitch I think it's true he doesn't speak. He's not very vocal on the pitch, it seems like. Um, he is more of a silent leader and leads um, through his way of playing and orchestrating the game, uh, the tempo on the pitch. Um, and yeah, of course, it was nice to see him uh, in the post-match interview uh, with Gabriel. You can see the chemistry he has with other players and they respect him as well, which is very important. Um but yeah, I love him as a captain. I think he's the he's the right choice. Um, yeah, Trev, um, this uh, image this image here, Martin Odegaard uh, to William Saliba after his mistake against Leicester, and Martin Odegaard uh, to Gabriel after his mistake against Fulham yeah. demonstrates how he, he demonstrates it well, players. doesn't it? It, it makes you smile, doesn't it, mate, to have a captain like that? Yeah. And, and it probably didn't happen like this, but this is how I see the interviews after the game, right? That Gabriel's made a mistake, so Sky TV I thought, right, we'll get Gabriel in for an interview and we'll get into him about his mistake. Yeah. And Odegaard said, hang on a minute, if you're taking Gabriel, I'm coming with him. I'm his captain, I'm coming with him. Probably didn't happen like that, but that's how I like to look at it. Because when it was on the telly, the interview was taking place... Odegaard give him full support. You, you, you couldn't have wished for better. And they both left that interview smiling. And I wonder if Gabriel would have left an interview smiling if he'd have gone out there on his own, because we all know what those media people are like. They hang on to the coattails of an error, don't they, you know? Uh, and especially when it's our great club, the Arsenal. So nothing but uh, admiration for Odegaard, the way he played and the way he conducts himself after the game. Before we move on, we've got Trolls in the chat, right? Trolls, are we going to see you in Bodo, mate? I'm coming to Bodo. Are we going to see you in Bodo, Trolls? And what about you, Alex? Are you going to get there? No, it's, it's still a long journey from uh, from Denmark. It's far up, mate. Not as long as it is from bloody England. <laughs> Nearly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah. No, I'll well, be Sorry, Ferg. I went off on a tangent, and that's very unusual it, for me, we know. but uh, It is. It is. <laughs> it's too yeah. far from Oslo. <laughs> so, well, most uh, trolls, most of the Arsenal fans have to fly into Oslo and then yeah. get a, a flight or a 18 yeah. hour train journey up no. to Bodo. We're um, flying. So, yeah. We're flying. 
into into yeah. Oslo, then on to Bodo. And it's a let's, fair let's way. Let's just let's we'll just finish up on the Fulham game, and then we're. On, What's we'll that? Have to put some socks on in Bodo. I expect you might have to have put three on, and you <laughs> might have to bring one of those other special socks as well because it'd be bloody cold, especially if you had a beer. You're going to be drinking. Look, so the stats <laughs> of that game, um, we had eight shots on t- target and Fulham at three. Um, pretty dominant overall when you look at those look stats. Look at the possession as well. Possession, possession of 73% possession. So we did dominate the game despite going behind, but we've done that before. Many teams have done that before, dominated games, and people just put a low block in and stop us from playing. Um, uh, Dan, man of the match, are you going for Odegaard? Or... I'll probably go. I still say Gabriel for the, no other reason than it takes a lot of character and bottle to come back from making a mistake to go in and score in the winner. And not just that, I think he continues to be a leader and an organiser at the back. You know, you talk about a, a leader and Edgar being a leader. You don't always have to be vocal to be a leader. You can lead by example. But I think Gabriel does both. And I think that game shows character as, as the last game did for Saliba. So... Let's, uh, let's give it to Gabriel. Gabriel, Alex, anything different to add on your man of the match? Are you going Saliba? Uh, just because he was the, the flavour of the day. Are you going Odegaard? Are you going Gabriel? Uh, I'd say Saliba for the atmosphere and, and Odegaard for the way he played. Okay. Okay. That's, that's fair enough. And Trev, who are you going for? Well, I'm going to put a different perspective on it, Fergus, because this player's... What a surprise! <laughs> and, and, and you'll see why in a minute. It's, uh, it's, there's been some people... Get, I read it on Facebook before the game. Someone said, oh, what well, I think he's pony. And I don't know why these people have been starting to get on his back, but I thought that uh, Ben White had a cracking game. I really thought that Ben White played well at right back. Not his normal position, he put a block in that could possibly have been a goal-saving block, and he played absolutely fantastically at right back. So I'm not saying he was man of the match, but he does deserve a mention. And, and get off his back, you people that are on his back. You're wrong. You are so so wrong. And if we keep getting injuries like Party and Zinchenko, you're going to see the true value of Ben White. You are really going to see the true value of Ben White because he'll play anywhere. He'll play anywhere, and he will be an asset to our club. Man of the match, though, Fergus, oh, I'm going to give it to Odegaard. I, I, I do agree. I do agree. Probably Odegaard does deserve it. There's mentions of um, Terry's in the chat saying uh, Ramsdale for his reaction and uh, um, raising up um, uh, raising up uh, Gabriel afterwards. Uh, so, I, I, to be honest, personally, I think Odegaard deserves it just because he made the game tick. But there is one guy who is just definitely going to get a special match. <laughs> <laughs> There's you again. <laughs> He's everywhere. <laughs> yeah, you're more, you're far more visible than Boris Johnson. Let's put it that way. Um, I'll tell you what, beer is very good stuff, isn't it? 
Isn't it great? Isn't it great? It's the following day. You think it's the hangover, but it's not. It's the embarrassment. You just look and go, oh, Jesus, did I do that? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right, listen, Mikel Arteta is 100 games in after that, and uh, he's almost matched um, uh, Arsene Wenger's um, uh, win tally. Uh, Arsene Wenger won 54 games over his first 100. And Trev, um, Arteta, the rookie, the person who's got no experience... Uh, you know, we want a proper manager, all that sort of rhetoric out there. I think there's a lot of those being very quiet and start saying, mm, maybe he's starting to prove me wrong. The rookie has won 53 out of 100. Yeah. Discuss. He he's, he's right up there, Fergus. He's right up there. And and these, uh, they're not just starting to join the bandwagon, Fergus. They're actively forgetting what they were, the antics they were up to last season, the season before, and now... They're giving Arteta a big slap on the back, which is excellent to see. Fantastic to see. But they need to remember it when we have our little bad patch. Because every team in the Football League will have a little bad patch. And I don't want to see anybody on his back. You know, easy. we have a fantastic young manager. He's got us. Look look at what how we're playing. And look at the fight we've got. And look at how he lifts the fans. I'm not going to go back down that avenue. We've covered that tonight, Fergus. But so, yeah, he's got a record that equals Wenger's. And let's hope that it goes on to surpass Wenger's, which is a difficult thing to do. But who says he won't, eh? Who says he won't? Mm. Mm. Uh, listen, uh, we're a half hour in, and I wouldn't, I've put it up a couple of times for people to ask them if you're on YouTube, if, even if you're not on YouTube, if you listen to this on audio or you're on Facebook, go to our YouTube channel, Guns and the Anna Ribbons, click on the little bell. Where we got gained 25 followers uh, since uh, last week, so uh, we're trying to get to that thousand pound mark. Uh, what that would mean is no, if we get enough no, people watching, no, 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 no. Trev, thousand it, pounds, you said, Fergus, you said a thousand pounds. We don't make money, just no, no. Well, okay, misinterpreted them, mate. <laughs> yeah, sorry, question. thank you. Thank you for correcting me. A thousand people, a thousand subscriber. What that does do, if when you do click and look on there and they're playing advert before you're watching it anyway, they give us a, like 10 or 20 pence and it covers the cost of running this. So we're not out to make fortunes. We're not out to do anything but just carry on as we are. We're an Arsenal fans uh, podcast by Arsenal fans for Arsenal fans. Um, we're going to move on to... Uh, let's, let's look at the Europa League because... Um, and, and then we'll look at the Villa game. So if we do... F- um, a couple of minutes on, on the Europa League. What we got? What we got, Trev? He's pointing. Oh, no, I'm just, we're all, the European Tour is back on. The European it Tour is. is on. I'm favourite. I've, I've had to put my man nappy on tonight because at my age, I wet myself <laughs> getting that excited <laughs> about, about the European Tour. We've got a hellish, awful draw. Man, I could have done without two trips to like Switzerland and Norway. It's cleared the bank out. It's got the misses on me back. You know, but I'm going. I'll, I'll be in Zurich next week. Well, even now, they've moved the game for, for, to an hour outside Zurich. You know, so we've got to go to Zurich and then get a train out to where the game is and we've got to get a train back. And then we're going to go up to Bodo somewhere in Scandinavia and we're going to have a fantastic sign and then a fantastic time. And I'm not going to have any money in the bank. I'm going to have a massive overdraft. And then to top the lot off, I've got a dicky ticker anyway. Right, I'm 60 years old and I've got to suffer Fergus's driving all the way to bloody Eindhoven. Christ, <laughs> knows I'm going to get on. But I'm, you're going to be, you're going to be in the vomit comet. <laughs> I cannot wait. We're all going on a European tour. It's back. It's back, and we've got to celebrate. We've got 3,600 tickets for for Zurich next week. We have, and the stadium only holds 20,000. If we can get 3,600, it will be amazing, fantastic. Can't wait. Yeah. 
Can't wait. So uh, the Group A is the Arsenal's group, which is Arsenal Football Club versus uh, PSV Eindhoven, FK, uh, Bodo, Glimp. Um, as, as it, you know, it's a bit unfair that we're going to play two teams uh, rather than one. Sorry, it's a shit joke, I know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> then we got uh, FC Zurich. Um, Trevor, it's really going to, and Terry in the chat, this is really going to annoy you. If you remember Greg from, from Wolves Away with the Taiski beers, um, he dropped me a text today. He said, how do you get to Zurich? And I said, oh, we're going via Milan and train, this, that and the other. So we're already booked into Zurich. And he goes, oh, I'm going to Baden-Baden. I said, oh, mate, it's a fortune. He goes, nah, I don't know, right. 13 quid to Baden-Baden, train to St. Gallen, 38, hotel for about 50 quid. I don't know where he's getting that from. He must be sleeping in a tent. Uh, taxi from St. Gallen to, to Milan Airport, 50 quid. That's an option. Um, and then uh, Stan said to Milan, 13. He's done for 163 quid. You lost me at the start of that because I'm still thinking about my European tour. But, <laughs> but yeah, we, it, we, uh, I don't care how we go there, how we get there, what we do. We're going to be there. We're going to be in that stadium watching our great team back in Europe. And uh, I don't care. I don't care. If someone's you done know. it cheaper, then they've done it cheaper. I, I couldn't give. Good luck to him. Good luck to him. I just, well, I just told him. I told him politely to Fox Rod Oscar when he uh, when he Dang shared what? that with me. Dang yeah. <laughs> Hey, Dan, I'm surprised you didn't bring it break into song when he said, how we get there, we don't care. I thought, we're on the way, we're on the way, Budapest. Voice rest till tomorrow. Has anyone else booked a hotel in Budapest? Got to get in early, get it booked. We're all booked. Uh, no, no, yeah. I haven't. I haven't. I've seen the hotel you booked. Uh, I think that's going to be difficult to get tickets for if it does uh, come out. When? I've, I've got, it's in May. I can't remember what it is now. It'll be mid to late May. It'll be but it is May. happening. It is happening, yeah. It is happening. It is I'm happening. Sure. Um, so, European tour, Dan, you're flying on Thursday. We're going Wednesday to Milan and then up to Zurich. You're going, what way are you flying? You're flying direct into Zurich. Yep, so I'm flying into Zurich. And then after, I'm going to go back through Milan, spend a couple of days and have a little tour around the San Siro and a little look around there. And Danish Gooners, have they got a coach on? No, unfortunately not. Got a well. I, I'm going tomorrow, so I'm missing a day day in school. So I have to go back and uh, and do my school. Can't miss too okay. many days. Okay, get a get a job. Get a job. Yeah, a year year left on my education, mate. I'll get a proper. All job. right, okay. I'll get a proper. I'm job. coming okay, on the fine. European tours. So, so, so the next series, the final. When is it, sorry? May 31st of May, mate. So if we look at the other groups, you've got Group B, which is Dynamo Kiev. Um, it's Reigns, Fenerbahce and Larnaca. And then we've got Group C, Roma, Ludogrets, Real Betis, uh, Helsinki. You've got Braga, Malmo, FC Union Berlin and Union St. Galois in Group D. And then in Group E is Man United, Real Sociedad, uh, who's that? That is that a Bulgarian side, Sheriff Tiraspol? I don't know. Somewhere I don't know. That and then Omar. I don't even know who Omar FC. Man, they're from. They're from Monia. It's called Transnistria. Okay. Sheriff. Okay. Um, and then you got Lazio, Feyenoord, uh, Mid, which is Midland, uh, obviously Scandinavian, Danish, Midland. Yeah, Danish team. Uh, Sturm Graz, and then we got Olympiakos, Karabag. Uh, 
Feinberg, Nantes, and then we've got is that's uh, Red Red Star Belgrade. Red Star Belgrade, yeah, Red, Red Star Belgrade, yeah, Monaco, um, and then the, the last couple on there. Look at those. Trabzonspor. Yeah. <laughs> you like the way I swerved that nicely. Yeah, yeah. Um, I knew it was coming. I was ready. I, I was I drawn breath in. I knew it was coming. I was ready. <laughs> um, uh, looking at those uh, the, the groups, uh, Alex, should we be top in that group? We have. To, if we top the group, we go straight to the round of sixteen. I mean, yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, P- PSV aren't aren't a walkover, and I think we'll. Have a tough game away at uh, Bodie as well. They did well. They smacked Rome six-one last year in the Europa League. So I mean, it's going to be some tough games. But yeah, we should for sure like top the group. Um, and I think we'll play a pretty strong strong side in the games as well. I don't think we'll just go out and play youngsters. I think we'll we'll feel the side that they'll they'll have to compete. But yeah, top of the group is the aim for sure. And we're talking about mid-October, just north of the Arctic Circle. Um, are we talking about getting dark at two o'clock in the afternoon and being yeah, minus twelve? It's it's dark all day long up there, and it's, okay. and it's cold as well. Oh, I can't wait. Okay, but yeah, and it's you're, you're gonna have you're gonna have an experience up there. It's 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 amazing, and it's an astroturf pitch as well, isn't it? It's a fake pitch. And stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shouldn't yeah. be allowed in competition. No, it's it's very dangerous. No, I'm, um, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to it. And by the way, when we reach the knockout round, we will draw Olympiacos because we always draw Olympiacos. We need our revenge, don't we? We always draw Olympiacos, Alex. I know the yeah. hotel I'm stopping in. I know my way, I know my way around Piraeus because Olympiacos is just outside Athens in Piraeus. And... Uh, I know my way around there like the back of my hand. I'm on first name terms with all the bar owners we've played there that often. <laughs> Dan, Dan uh, you're um, also doing Eindhoven with us via Amsterdam. A man of your age will be uh, you know, partying in Amsterdam a little bit longer than us. Um, and you're trying to get in a Liverpool game, isn't it? You're trying to, going to try and see if Liverpool are playing the Champions League, aren't they? Yes, I'm flying in... Um... On the Monday, so I've got a few friends in Amsterdam, so I'll have a couple of parties Monday and Tuesday. Then I'll be in Eindhoven with you guys for a few days and continue the party, and then back to Amsterdam for another big Friday night. But um, yeah, be hopefully supporting Ajax on a Wednesday against Liverpool. So I've uh, tried to get a couple of tickets, but I, I think it's probably unlikely from what I've been told. But if we can get one, brilliant! It's a uh, be a good atmosphere. But just back to the Zurich game for anyone that's looking to book tickets. I think they come out tomorrow, from what I've seen. So um, I think it's 15 plus points from 2 p.m. tomorrow and then five plus from 10 o'clock on the Thursday. So don't get free right. shouts, get myself for the people that have got a few credits and say they want to get more. Get yourself and over. Very true. With that allocation as well, you know, red members, silver members, there's a good chance that it could drop down that you can get it. Uh, we're unsure if they want your names and passport numbers on there. Uh, Trevor was chatting in our, in our WhatsApp group about uh, when he went to Baku. Uh, about trying to get uh, their tickets because it was at such short notice that um, you sometimes have to go to a central location, pick up your tickets and show your ID. Uh, and from when I went to Cologne, they were doing 
passport checks to check see the passport number is the correct number on your ticket. Some people were doing tipex and everything else, but I'm just saying if you take that risk, you do run the risk of not getting in and and um, you know and, and having a long and expensive, uh, disappointing journey. Yeah, they, they they do sometimes check. They sometimes don't. Um, I don't know if they're going to do it with three thousand six hundred. Yeah allocation it will definitely go to zero credits and reds i would imagine definitely go but uh, it's 10 o'clock in the morning for away scheme members two o'clock as dan rightly said for people with over 15 credits and then the following morning is it dan for people with five and it, keep an eye out if you want to go for a little bit of advice it will go to zero credits and and if you look look if you look at the flights straight into um Zurich, you'll find they're very expensive now, but there are other ways of doing it. Look at, look around, look at flying to airports in the area and getting trains or, or, or whatever. There, there's other ways than going straight into Zurich Airport. So don't let it put you off that the flights are expensive. Use, use, use your brain. Get on a map and uh, fly into somewhere that's not too far away and get a train or something. That's exactly what we're doing, by the way. So, yeah, looking that's forward. Really good train trip from Munich into St. Gallen as well. So if that's where the game's being moved to, um, it has Munich been might be a good option. Yeah, so Munich, Munich's another option. Yeah, Munich and Baden-Baden are two good options, and I think that it's like Munich when we were exploring that option it was like thirty quid for the train. The flights are reasonably reasonably cheap. Um, but hey, listen, I'm looking forward to having pizza and Peroni for breakfast uh, on uh, next Wednesday, next Wednesday morning, next week, um, and Trev's buying. Hey, hey. <laughs> listen, we're going to right, we're going to <laughs> talk Aston Villa, uh, the Aston Villa game, uh, Arsenal Aston Villa tomorrow night at seven thirty at the Emirates. Alex is going to be there. Um, there are uh, already we talked about uh, Stephen Gerrard's under a lot of pressure. Um, you know, uh, there's talk that he lost his second coach. He went to. Um, Another side, and I forget, I forget who it is. I think it has gone to QPR or somewhere like that in the championship. And that um, Stephen Gerrard does more the man management stuff rather than the first the, the coaching thing. And that that's where they reckon that there may be some sort of crossover of styles and so on. That's that's put them in a little bit of um, a little little bit of a, a sticky patch. But they'll want a result, um, Trev, won't they? Um, uh, with the pressure that he's under, they, they, this is not this is not going to be a pushover. I unmute yourself. You've done it again, Fergus. I, I haven't touched it. Yeah, um, yeah we are gonna. Is every game in this league is a battle, right? Every there's, there sorry, are no bonus. Games. There is a beer in my fridge. There is one left in here. This is absolutely perfect. Sorry, carry on. No, just talk over it. I don't care. But uh, every game's difficult. Every every team, especially the Arsenal. If the Arsenal are doing well, everyone will play against Arsenal like it's a cup final. Because they love to mm. beat our great club. I've, I think we'll win tomorrow. I think we'll win tomorrow. I think we're good enough to beat Villa. And then, of course, Sunday will, will be the. I know we're going to look forward to Sunday, but I just, while we're talking about it in the bigger picture with the Villa game, because a win against Villa tomorrow gives us gives us a perfect five game winning start to the season. And then we've got Man United away. And that'll be so important because I can guarantee you every single media person on the planet that has anything to do with football, we'll be hoping that the Arsenal get beat at Man United on Sunday because they need to say 
They need to say certain things about the Arsenal and they've not been able to say them yet this season, right? So it's massive. I, I, I can't talk about tomorrow without talking about Sunday. Yeah, I'll tell you what. I tell you what, I'm flying. There's no way I'm sitting in that moment with Terry and his missus, the pair of them. Be like stereo ball crap coming in your ears. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, no, we can't talk about. We can talk about tomorrow, but we've got to think about Sunday. Sunday is massive for many. Two weeks. huge games. Two huge games, Trevor. Absolutely yeah. huge. If you know, cock up against Villa, uh, and as you said, uh, all, all the all the haters will come out. Win against Villa, and that's five out of five. That's a hundred percent record uh, for August for Arteta and the Arsenal team. Um, and then we're on to, you know, both Man United and Villa. You know, like Trull said in the chat that he watched um, West Ham Villa, and it's the worst Villa team he's seen for ages. I've watched Man United a few times this season, and it's the worst Man United I've seen for years, except against. Um, Against Liverpool, where they raised the game, it's like a, a derby game, so it, it will be. But even against Southampton, they were quite lucky. Yeah. Um, Dan, what's your thoughts on Villa? And as Trev said, you have to type a bear in mind Sunday as well. Only one thing I'll say on United on the on the weekend is uh, for the fans travelling out there. I'm not a travel agent, I promise, but there's some more train tickets being released for people trying to get home on Sunday. But other than that, one game at a time. <laughs> I think Wednesday is now a huge cup final as the next one always is we're playing against Martinez who always raises a game against us <laughs> so it's not going to be an easy game I think whatever happens you look at that Villa side form more no form um, on paper I know football's not played on paper as they say they've got a good side they've got some good players they do have a couple of injuries at the back but we're the home side we're the, we're the big team we're the team in the front foot and uh, let's get the momentum continuing into whatever game is after this on Wednesday. Okay. Alex, um, you're coming tomorrow. Um, you won't be able to remember any of the game because you'll be double parked by, I don't know, before I I'll finish I'll have to watch I it expect. back like then. Yeah, 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 exactly, exactly. I've watched match today three times, still can't remember it. Um, but, but um, uh, party is out, and this look, this is uh, come from. It's not got a blue tick because it's in this dark colour. But the Saint Thomas party's got to miss the next five fixtures: Villa at home, Manchester United away, Zurich yeah. away, Everton at home, and Eindhoven. Also, uh, Mo El Nenny has picked up a big knock. He'll be out for at least a month. Do you start Lakonga? Do you rest um, Sinchenko? Yeah, I mean, like, I wouldn't want to risk it with Sinchenko. It, it depends on uh, if he's fit or not, but I wouldn't risk him. Um, but I think I'd rather play maybe Ben White. He's done the job for as a holding midfielder. And then we'll have Tobiasu on the on the right back, get him in the side. Um, but yeah, it depends on if Sinchenko's fit or not, because... I mean, he looked fit uh, running down the touchline in the weekend. He did indeed. <laughs> um, and apparently, it is, it, I think it was precautionary that he didn't, that he wasn't in the side. And it, I don't think it's as bad as um, Party and El Neni. Um, but I think I'd like to see uh, Ben White playing as a holding midfielder. I think he can do the job there. Um, and then Tom Yasu on the on the right back. Um, Trev, do you go with Vieira? Um, he come from Porto. Uh, do you yeah. go with Vieira in, in, in that position? I, I think he's more 
an eight to ten, isn't he? Rather he, than the he can't than play a as a holding midfielder. Terry Terry's got a shout there because we're asking the question and Terry's slung another name in. But I honestly don't think I'd love to see another midfielder come in. But we're not short of options, are we? As, as Alex rightly said, we've got Ben White can comfortably play the holding midfield role, and he would easily he would still give Xhaka the, the the space to move forward because Ben White is decent defence. We can move Zinchenko into the middle. We can bring the Congo in. We can bring Vieira in. So he's not spoiled for choice. He's not you know he's not he's not he's not struggling for choice. There's lots of options, you know. And we have got cover. And uh, we'll have to see how it goes. But there are lots of options. Lots of options. Dan, um, we've 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 had your your thoughts on on the Villa game. Have we got your score prediction, please? Ooh. I'm going to go for three one tomorrow. Okay, Alex. Yeah, I've I've done my prediction um, with my mates, and I've gone three one as well. Are we sticking to our traditional, Trev? No. We'll keep a clean sheet tomorrow. I said it last time. We'll keep a clean sheet. And I'm tending to go with Charles. Um, I think we'll be 3-0, possibly 4. Okay. Um, I'm, I'm probably more with Arnie. I think 2-0 or 2-1. I'll stick my hat on 2-1, actually, on that one. Um, so, yeah. As long as we get three um, points. Yes, yeah, three points. Listen, if it's one nil and it comes off the backside of Martinez and then flies up the other end of the pitch and bounces on the centre circle and hits, be hits the, the crossbar, yeah, I'll take it. <laughs> and we'll uh, we'll party like we've won the league and we'll over celebrate in the fun place. We'll, we'll you know have a go at this again. Um, so uh, quick roundup of we're coming up the transfer deadline day. I don't really want to go into transfers hugely because I I just get bored with when they sign for Arsenal then I'd have a talk about them, but. Is there any area that you'd like to think we could reinforce, Trevor? Um, I don't, yeah, in a perfect world, I'd love it to us to have, like as I said earlier, a great big lump of a centre forward just to give us a different perspective if we needed it. Ideally, we'd sign another midfielder because Party is forever injured, and uh, we could struggle if as, as El Nenny's picked up injuries. But we have got options. The one thing I do know, Fergus different to recent years is that if we do sign someone they'll be worth signing it won't be a last minute panic it won't be someone that we're signing that we hope can play it'll be a decent player that we know can play football because that's what the Arsenal do now so I don't mind if we don't sign anybody and I think that if we do sign someone it'll be someone worth signing Dan your thoughts bear in mind we've got a a truncated season we're already five games in by the end of uh, tomorrow uh, six by the time um, we finish the weekend and the transfer window just closes. There's only six league games left until the World Cup. And then you're going to have the January transfer window. Well, I think the January transfer window might be more active than the end of this uh, transfer window. What do you think? I think it's now huge that we get a central midfielder in. Um, I, I do believe that the club will make an attempt. I think exactly what Trevor said to the list is that um, I think if we do sign someone, it will be a quality player and it won't just be any old player. You know, We have numbers. We do have players that can play. I do believe that they are a drop-off in quality to the level of Partey, which is, I think, why it's now fundamental that we do bring in a central midfielder. Um, 
And I think we need to learn from the mistake of last year. I do think that is a, a huge, huge area. There are other areas within the squad I'd like to improve, and I think the club know that, and I think that will happen in time. Um, but I think this will change their strategy going forward from prioritising the right winger to now prioritising a central midfielder. And I think now, other than January. Alex, uh, your thoughts on that? And how many pl- more players do you think will go out before the deadline? I'll I'll answer that in in advance, and I'll say I think two. I think it's going to be Bellerin and, and Megan Niles. Yeah, mm. I agree, and I agree with with Dan as well. I think ideally we'd we'd want a right wing competition for Saka, and then of course a midfielder. But I think they've probably shifted focus on getting getting one one midfielder in before the deadline. Um, and yeah, of course we're we're linked with loads of players as always, but. Um, I think, as both Trev and uh, Daniel said, that if we go sign one, it'll be um, one we've looked at for a long time um, and not just a panic, last-minute panic, because we saw it in January. We really desperately needed a striker and we didn't go, we didn't sign one because uh, the right one wasn't available and we waited for Gabriel Jesus. So I think if the right right one uh, is available, we'll sign sign that player, but Otherwise, we'll just wait for January. Mm. Mm. Um, before we go on, on on Friday night down in in Dalston, um, Mike Feinberg, a friend, a good good friend of the show, who runs the Guna podcast, um, is having an event. I'm just going to play this little video, and uh, then uh, we'll go from there. Hey, Gooner family, it's Magic Mike, Gooners versus Cancer, and the Gooners podcast. I tell you about something that's coming up soon that you do not want to miss. You just, you don't. Trust me, okay? If you've never trusted me about anything, trust me about this. Friday night, September the 2nd, from 6.30 on, we are going to be getting together at the Ridley Road Social Club in Dalston. We're going to have an evening of Gooners versus Cancer and friends and fun and winning and drinks and entertainment. So, uh, check out gvclive.com. That's GVC for Gunners versus Cancer. GVCLive.com. Check out all the details. Our guests for our live podcast that night are going to include Tom Canton, James Benz. We're going to have FK from the Latte Farm. We're going to have Harry Simeo. Sophie Nicolau is also flying in from California and she'll be there. So, uh, so go to GVCLive.com. In order to attend, it's just a five-pound donation to the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society, which is what all of this is going towards. Ruth Beck will be there with her artwork as well. Many of you are familiar with her incredible artwork, and she'll be there. And also giving away a very, very rare signed, framed print of a Highbury Scenes, which you just got to see to believe. So yeah, um, get onto that uh, gvclive.com and if you fancy go down and seeing quite a few people uh, in the Arsenal community, um, uh, they're going to be down there. It's in Dalston, just the, at the bottom end of Ridley Road. Uh, Dalston Kingsland uh, is the overground uh, station. I'm going to go. I uh, plan. Well, I'm planning to go. Ruth Beck's going to be there. Uh, Francesca Seni, uh, who, who we chatted to in the summer, is going to be there. And I'm sure Banksy and a few of the others... Um, Will probably pop up as well, so it'll be a good, good opportunity to meet some people and chat and people we all talk to on Twitter and Facebook and everything else. Uh, Trev, anything that you'd like to to add? Yeah, well, firstly, I'm I'm going to miss it because I'm going to be in Manchester on Friday. I'm going up there for the weekend, so I hope it goes. Real. I'm sure it'll go really well. Mike's a wonderful fella, does a lot of work for that to, to, for that horrible disease to try and beat it. So I wish him 
all the best. And on a more important note, I'm sorry, there is something more important. I know I shouldn't have said that really, but there is. My wife just texted me and said that she likes Budapest and she'd love to go. So, yes, we are. It was your birthday yesterday. We had a lovely day. We're both feeling under the weather today. Happy birthday, sweetheart. Donna, I love you very much. And, yeah, I've, while we sat here talking, I've changed the booking for Budapest next year to a double room. So you better hope we get there, sweetheart. You better hope we reach a final. Apart from that, Fergus, um, <laughs> <laughs> Lads, anything to, to add to, uh, to, to the show uh, besides seeing you all tomorrow? Dan? Uh, thanks for joining us. Uh, how many are you up to on, on, on Twitter now? How many for us? Mostly you, Clapper, and, and some of me dancing like an epileptic. Um, the viral boys. <laughs> well, we're up to 120,000 views now. 120,000 views. I think, uh, a, couple... a, final, a final thought, Fergus, just a very, very quick 20 seconds for tomorrow. We um, we always hear from Arteta saying to the, to the team about they've set the standard. We've set the standard as fans this weekend as well. So let's keep that up and let's make sure our six quarter to seven tomorrow night, but five, we keep the same going. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll probably be there a little bit before then, if I'm honest. Uh, Alex, um, uh, who's your mate that's coming with you as well? Give him a shout out. He's called Sven. Um, yeah, I think he hasn't been over to too many well, games. That's Sven? <laughs> that's Sven, yeah. <laughs> the Danish Viking. No, but I'm just excited to go with him tomorrow and I can't wait to um, to see all your boys there. That'd be brilliant. It'd be absolutely brilliant. Guys, you have been watching an, an Arsenal podcast by Arsenal fans for Arsenal fans. I'm waiting for him to interrupt any second now, but if he doesn't... Well, uh... I will if you want me to. I will if you want me <laughs> no, to. No, 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 no. It, 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 it's fine. It's... You know, I can talk. And just We've got loads and loads of people up in Scandinavia that listen to us. We're very thankful for that. So, and if any of you are by some miraculous chance, going to be in Bodo to watch the Arsenal. I expect you to look me up, please, and say hello. It'll be a pleasure to meet you if you are there. Pleasure to meet you. And if you're lucky, I'll even let you buy me a very, very expensive beer. Because <laughs> they are expensive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, about 12 quid. Mind you, I don't think Zurich is, is probably a little bit dearer, I think. Listen, to get us in the mood for tomorrow, um, and to annoy Silence Dan, because I know he was in the chat, here we go just one more time. Flag up, he's got his flag up. Done it again, haven't I? I love the off there now, Fergus. All right, okay, we're done. <laughs> Listen, it, it's been great. As I said before, I've said it loads of times. Click and like, tell your mates, subscribe, guys. Uh, subscribe you know tell your mates if you, if you like what we do join in we just have a chat and it's great to see all you guys in the chat as well really appreciate it, it makes it makes it fun myself and trevor we're even saying that we both felt knackered before this start the started and now just 
top of lifts your evening. It's great. We'll, we'll be back Thursday, hopefully, uh, planning to go back Thursday for one to look at, um, to listen to Alex's voice, first of all, how bad that's going to be. Myself and Dan's yeah. voice will probably be totally shot to bits. And old man Trevor will just be going, well, I wouldn't, I'm glad I didn't hang around you and be moaning and everything else. So we'll, we'll see you at 7.30 on Thursday up the Arsenal. Thank you. You've been listening to Guns and Yellow Ribbons, an Arsenal podcast by Arsenal fans for Arsenal fans. Follow us on Facebook at Guns and Yellow Ribbons and Twitter at Guns and Ribbons. And remember to rate and review us too.